Hello and welcome back to The Hive. My name is Oluwa Kwelimiyo, the Creatives Creative. This is your number one creative development community. And you know what we always say, here is where we push P for progress, P for productivity. How are you doing today? Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful day over here. Um, if you're listening to this in the morning, I hope that you go out and have an amazing day. And if you're listening to this in the evening, I hope you went out today and you smashed all your goals. Now, this episode is an exciting episode. It's going to be an insightful episode. I am so excited for this episode because I am not here alone. And so now I'm going to be passing the mic to my guest so that she can introduce herself and tell us what she has for us and who she is. Hello, Musumola. How are you doing today? So the first question I want to ask you, Musum, is not even a question. You, I would like for you to introduce yourself. You know, Who is Akinola Musumola? Okay, so... Uh... I'll start by saying my name is Akiyana Mokumola, a, a graduate of food science and technology, a French graduate, if I may add. <laughs> I'm very playful, but I know I know my boundaries and I'm a very serious I want to. I'm not a very touchy person, I'm very shy, as I said before, and conservative. <laughs> I don't really know how to say much about myself, but... <laughs> well, that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much a long episode about yourself, or maybe a short episode. My guess would decide. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Akinola Mosumola, you are a fresh graduate of science technology. Okay, so yeah, we mentioned that you're a creative entrepreneur, and um, we'd like to know what you do in terms of creativity. Like, what's your line of business? You know. What do you sell? What do you serve as? You know, just tell us a little bit about what you do. Yes, so I'm a makeup artist and I I professionally started my journey into the makeup artistry in twenty nineteen in school. I was in three hundred level then. I was I, I, I always I've always liked makeup and then while I was in school I was I miss girls and I'll just feel someone to like just sit down and then I'll just do something on their face and then it felt it felt so exciting. I was feel so accomplished when, when I when I when like if I if I see if I see the expression on the person's face, if the person look at the mirror, it's always so fulfilling, yes. That's the word. Okay. So that's why I started. Okay, Akinola Musumola is a makeup artist and I think something is very interesting in what you just said. And what is interesting, what I find interesting is the fact that you started this journey in school. Now, I would like to know what inspired you. I mean, if you're in school, you should be facing your studies, I guess. So what inspired you to go down the makeup lane? Like, why did you think that this thing is something I need to venture into? I think there's a future in this thing for me and I want to go into it. So, you know, what inspired you? Why did you go down the makeup artistry lane? Okay, so I'm going to say, I was not inspired at first. I just, it was just something I really liked. I enjoyed doing. Even before I entered school, I just like really enjoyed how, how makeup like gives confidence. You like, if you look good, you you will boost your confidence. You 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 will feel good about yourself. It will change your mood instantly. You get so along the line. I can say I'm. Inspired by few makeup artists, just few, and that's why I'm like, I'm I'm choosing my my I'm choosing my niche in, in a particular industry, in particular 
industry. That's crazy. Very, very interesting, actually. And you said something about confidence. <laughs> you know what I think, or and even what majority of everybody, what everybody thinks is that people that use makeup may have like one or two issues with their confidence. Like people think that people that use makeup a lot are not, you know, confident people. What do you think about that as a makeup artist? Do you think that, you know, some people are addicted to, you know, um, putting makeup on their faces, they can't go out without wearing makeup? And does that say that they have, or they have like a low self-esteem or they are not confident in who they are? What do you think about that as a makeup artist? Okay, so for me, I'm going to, I like, I, I'll prefer to use myself as, as, an, as an experience. So it, it, it depends on preference, honestly. Some people prefer to wear makeup every day, and then <laughs> it's, just, it's just preference, honestly. But for confidence, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to be formal, right? Yes, sure, of course. Okay, so if I'm, if I'm someone that, okay, for, for me, that, that, um, I'm plus size. There are some there are some clothes that, that I will wear and then I will not I will not feel confident. The same thing also applies to makeup. You I don't I don't have to explain it but you when you apply makeup, there's always a different feel. There's always a different vibe that you would you would even want to like be walking up and down and then <laughs> you just put like look at you. You just, you just have this confidence in you that okay, I look so fine. I want people to see me. I want, I want people to like see how how I can look without makeup. I want people to like see how I look differently. Like I can I can pull off this look and I can pull off this look. Take it. And so yes, of course I use makeup myself and I know that there's a different kind of feeling that comes to or that comes with you know just enhancing yeah. your beauty a little bit. I mean. And just looking yeah. good because you know what they say looking good is good to get. but mm-hmm. i guess yeah. the question and all the doubts that everybody has is like how do we draw the line between you looking good occasionally and you now being dependent on you know on makeup to feel good because as a makeup artist you say your your job is to enhance people's confidence but if people are now hiding under you know some certain kinds of or under makeup you know does that you know does that end or does that bring your goal as selling confidence people like does that enhance or does that even you know make your goal accomplished anyway as giving or selling confidence to people what do you think about that because so my question now is how do they how do we draw the line between you know just trying to enhance your beauty a little bit and now being over dependent on on makeup and then makeup Makeup material. Off the line. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I feel makeup here is a is a job, a full time job that, that requires time, attention, money, expertise, time, time. Guys, if okay, as I said before, I'm I'm going to make myself as an example. I cannot possibly be I'm a makeup artist, but I cannot possibly be makeup on my face every day it's, it's so uncomfortable for me but i'm going to draw the line where i want to like feel good and then also want to like be be, be, be where i want to like feel good in my skin you understand yes that's what feel between your skin okay now talking about feeling good you know in your own skin 
I I see that there's something there's something very very interesting about growth. In fact, you didn't even tell us the name of your makeup line. So my guest is the creative director of Glory Makeovers, and um yeah. So in your brand, I see something very very interesting, and that's the fact that you have a very specific or a very special and unique style of makeup. The kind of makeup that you do is different from the kind of makeup that the kind of makeup that other makeup artists do. And I think that is actually very 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 important very very interesting actually and it says a whole lot about the fact that you are very very intentional about what you do and um about how you do the things that you do so my question now is first of all what inspired you to going down that line or should i say that niche or that style of makeup now my audience may not understand the kind of or the style that we are talking about but if you go on her instagram page that's glory makeovers you would see what I'm talking about. You see the style that we're talking about. And you attest to the fact that this style is very, very unique and very different from what other makeup artists do, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Mosumola, the question now is, what inspired you to go down that line or to try or to, you know, go down that style of makeup? Why did you choose that style of makeup? Okay, so I'm going to be very brief on this one. First, I'm going to say trust the instinct. When I say trust the instincts, when I started makeup artistry, I, I, I wanted to like experience every every niche of makeup but I was not I could not just find my myself in in like various niches. Various niches. I said this is <laughs> I could not find myself in various various niches of makeup artistry. So I think the the most the the major factor is just finding your thing. Yes, find your thing. Find find what find what works for you. Find what you're you're comfortable doing. Find what you can like balance yourself with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you are saying that that style of makeup is like an expression of you. Okay. I guess um I get that the fact that that style of makeup is an expression of you and um yeah that's what you do because you are comfortable yeah. in that. Yeah. But the question I have again now is that you know. Is it possible, or have you ever been in a situation where somebody comes to you? Let's assume that you charge thirty thousand naira for that look, for the look that you said, and then somebody comes to you with like sixty thousand naira and says that, oh, I want you to do a different kind of look for me, and then you tell the person that, oh, I don't, I don't do those types of look. Like this is the kind of look that I specialize in, and because of that, I can't do this look that you are requesting for. Have you ever been in, in a situation like that? Like somebody offers you probably double the amount that you charge for your signature look or triple the amount, but you're like, no, you can't compromise your standards or your style for money. Have you ever been in, in that situation? Yes, I have. I have. So I've not been in the situation where they double or triple my money. I mean, who doesn't want money? <laughs> okay, so, so does that mean that if you are giving triple or... I wanted to say four pool. I thought that doesn't make sense. So if you're giving double or triple, you are giving double or triple the amount you charge for your signature style. Would you consider um creating a different look for your customers or for your clients? Would you consider that if your if like there's a higher you know charge involved? Honestly, <laughs> okay, I question, but I would know to um not give value for the money the client is paying. You understand? So if it's not 
my if you know my signature look and I know it's not something I can like really do, then I don't think I'm going to take it because I, I would not like a situation where I would not like I would not I would not give you value for what you paid for. You understand? Mm. I think that's quite honest and yeah, it just says much about the fact that you are quite an honest and principled person because in that situation we see or we will see many business owners like many other business owners that will just you know no and it's not like they are trying to it's not like they are trying to scam the customer or they are trying to scam the clients or something like that they're just like oh let me let me let me try let me try um to do something different or let me just try to save my customer so i think the question i want to ask you now is that how do you you know sometimes you want to save your customer okay for example somebody comes to you and says that let's assume that you sell shoes you sell shoes right and then somebody comes to you and says that oh i want to get this shoe but i like i have a party that i'm attending i need this shoe and i need a bag that will go in line or so a bag that i can wear with this shoe but i don't have any bag vendor so could you please get me a bag or not even could you please, please get me a bag like okay i just need a bag with this shoe. and then you now be like oh I, I have a bag in the second store and the second store is there's nothing like second store you literally have one store in the market so you're now going to maybe your friend's store or somebody else's store to go and pick a, um to go and pick the bag you know because your customer wants a bag with the shoe i don't know if you understand the scenario i'm painting it happens a lot like sometimes you go to the market yeah sometimes you go to the market to buy something and then um they tell you oh we don't have it to, we don't have it in this store we have it in second store but then there's literally there's no second store you know when the vendor is trying to go get another or to get the bag in the second store does that say or does that what do you think about that like does that mean the the vendor is not a person of integrity or the person is just trying to satisfy their customer that's where i'm going into because many sometimes your customer will come with something that's probably more than what you can offer or more than what you offer at the moment more than what you have the capacity to offer now if you are trying to outsource or just trying to see how you can satisfy that customer does that mean that you're not a person of integrity or what do you think about that because your, your customer can come now maybe you don't type daily i have a makeup artist friend again that doesn't i think all she does is she ties um, she does makeup she does makeup either she does not tie gilly and then in case or so let's just assume that she gets to a customer a client that wants makeup done and gilly and she doesn't you know, she doesn't do gilly does that mean if she now says okay let me just try and see what i can do you know she doesn't she won't tell her customer that let me just try but she just okay let me i, I think i have some some skills somewhere i can just try and see if i can tie gilly and just so that you can go to your party and then she now ties the gilly and the customer does not work like five <laughs> does not work like five minutes and then after five minutes the gilly falls off you know but the makeup artist has collected her money and everything and she has gone so does that mean that the makeup artist was like a scam or was like was not a person of integrity or was she just trying to satisfy her customer what do you think about that okay um yes first yeah i don't i don't like really so so if if i have a client that wants like that wants post services i would instead of it like half struggling with gilly i would rather call someone else like with gilly artist to tie the gilly instead of me doing it i would rather tell the the client that i do not i don't i don't tie gilly but i have someone that ties gilly if you want fine and there's no one 
there's no problem. It's, it's the same thing that like someone telling me she wants it, she wants a dramatic look. Uh, instead of being rude, because that that's like what is like really trending now in the in the makeup industry, <laughs> honestly. So instead of being rude to the clients, I can just mm-hmm. respectfully say, I have someone else who can pull off this look effortlessly. Would you want me to like refer you to this person? And if they want to, there's no problem. If they don't want, there's no problem. So I'd rather not compromise my 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 value for because it's not it's not like. Um, I feel like if you, if you don't like compromise your value, if they want they will want like come back, but if they will never want, they will even like want to refer you, they get. But if you just yes. like compromise your value and then or they will just they will just, they will just like even if your makeup is fine and then gel is not fine, they will, they will basically just wreck everything for you. True that, true that. I think you just made a very solid point, and that was where I was headed. That's where I was headed. You know, the fact that. There's something I believe strongly in, and that's that play your strength and outsource your weakness, right? So if you have a customer out, like this is for the audience back at home. If you are listening, if you if this if you are in this situation where you have a client that needs you to do XYZ and all you do is X, play the X that you know how to play, like do the X that you know how to do. You can always outsource the rest of you know the rest of it, you can outsource the Y and Z. You know, because the thing is, by the time you start trying to do other things that you don't do, you just spoil the entire package. Like, it's like putting one bad apple, you know, in a basket of three good apples. It's going to ruin everything. So, at the end of the day, the customer will not understand that. Oh, or the customer may not even know that she's not that good in at gilly, you know. All she does is makeup. But the fact that you've done, like, a very bad gilly on the makeup, that's probably everything that they'll remember. You know the fact that the makeup was good or the makeup looks good and everything they won't remember that anymore so yes like play your strength outsource your weakness very very important for every business owner and i really like the fact that you actually touch that don't compromise your value don't do that don't, like that's one thing that business owners don't understand now i think because in nigeria right now times are hard like everybody's trying to add one more or two more or three more skills you know to just um just make ends meet and by doing that we see people do things that they don't know how to do just for the money but what you don't understand is when you do those things you end up ruining the thing you are good at and you know nobody will call you again if you just ruin the experience customer experience very very important thank you so much musumula for touching on on that so now (laughs) so now another question i want to ask you now is you said in the beginning that you started this craft as a student. And I think that's very, very profound. It's so it's so inspiring to see that you actually started all of this. Because I understand that the makeup industry, it looks like it's a very, very simple, you know, it's a very simple craft. In fact, we see many people say that, oh, they want to go into makeup artistry because I guess that's like the simplest thing you can do as a lady. First of all, what do you think about that? Do you think your craft is like very, very simple and like the easiest thing? If you don't want to work too hard, but you want to make money, just be a makeup artist. That's what people think now. What do you think about that? I think makeup artist, you have to work hard before you get money. So it's not, it's not like, okay, so? I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going to use your thing. I'm going to use your thing. So it's not like there's a, there's a fancy button, they just want to like jump into it. 
yes, of course, of course, of course. Yes, because of course your your industry looks like it's a very, very fancy industry. I mean, you can just um you can just you know, you just have that your makeup kit, you'll be dragging that box, traveling from state to state, you even know how to slay your face. I mean it looks like a very fancy industry anyway. So yes. So Yes, I'm following. I'm following. I'm listening to you. So you said it's not like you are jumping on a fancy bus, but your 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 industry looks like it's quite fancy. So what what would you say, like someone that thinks that your industry is fancy and it's a very chill industry? I mean, you don't have to work hard. Like you don't really have to work hard. It's just very chill. I mean, <laughs> you just be a chill more. What do you say? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I don't even know where to start because honestly, as I said before, and before you make money, you have to work hard. I mean, hard is not, I don't think makeup is something you can do. It's fancy on the outside, but really, it's not really fun. If you like, if you, if you, if you get to the story of tough makeup artists, it's really not fun. But it's not, it's not, it's not something that you can do as a side also. It's really a full time job, as I said before, it requires attention time expertise prayer uh money hey money before I th- okay i'm going to say um in this question you have to like use money to find the money because you cannot say you want to do it you want to um take a booking before getting before getting products you have to like get products before taking any booking so and even the price of products if i'm not really smiling right now so makeup is really just chill on the outside but honestly is until you get into the board before you before you know what's going on before you know what's up. <laughs> I can understand that, and I, I think it's like that for every business. You know, some people also think that oh, fashion designing is very fancy. I mean, you get to make clothes for yourself every Sunday, and you slay to church and everything. But I guess if you are not in the boats, you will not understand the intensity of the wave. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. I've, I've been in that boat before. I've been in that fashion designing boat before. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't just like to be on the machine, but I like to design clothes. I don't know. I've not really like explored myself on that level yet, but I've been on that boat. And honestly, honestly, it's not, it's not, it's not fun at all. I'm sorry to the fashion designers out there, but really, it's not fun for me. But, but do you think makeup? makeup artistry is actually fun do you think it's fun compared to other crafts like fashion design bag making do you think it's more fun i think anything that that has to do with boosting people's confidence or making people beautiful is fun but you have to know what you're doing before before it actually becomes fun for you because i'm going to give this illustration if you if you don't know what you're doing then you keep getting bookings and then, because most times when we creative client satisfaction is like priority. And then, even if you know you have, even if you know you've done a good job, and then the the client is not giving you the right vibe, you just, you just feel so off, and you feel like, oh, I did this thing now. Why is this person not not so appreciative? Or <laughs> it is what it is, honestly. Just have to <laughs> so carry on. Yeah, I get, I get you, I get you, and I think that that's like very, very insightful. All of the things you've been saying, amazing, amazing, and educative. You've been learning a whole lot. Now, I wanted to ask a question earlier. 
well i guess i slipped off things and i'm back i'm back i'm back to my question now and that the question is how did you balance being a student and being a makeup artist because like like you said makeup artistry is a full-time job and being a student is also a full-time job so how did you manage to balance being a makeup artist you know still asking for pocket money at home or maybe you weren't you just let us know how you were able to buy all those expensive products that you said that you talked about i mean you said you know um, products are expensive makeup products are expensive and everything. so how did you just balance you know in time in money in effort you know how did you balance all of that Okay, so I'll say being a student with capacity is actually hard. And I try to like explore not being a student and being in a capacity. I just hope it will be really fun. It will really be fun. But honestly, maybe for my school, I don't have time. I don't have freedom. The resources are not there to just say, I want to like really dive into this thing. Maybe only time and freedom for my school because I went to private school. And then there's no freedom to like do the exact thing you want. There are, there are no resources, so there are no models, less collaboration, stuff like that. Sir. But honestly, really hard. Really, really hard. I think having been a student and then having a side also is something that <laughs> only the brave can do. I can. I can relate to that 100%. And I think that you've done an amazing job because. Even with all of these things that you are saying, you have done a whole lot, you know. Like, if you go on Glory Makeovers right now on Instagram, you see all of the things that she has done. And she did all of this while being a student. So, I believe 100% that now that you are free, <laughs> now that you are a graduate, there's so much more that is coming from you. And we are excited, you know. We are eagerly looking forward to all that you have and all that you are out to do. Um, My question again now is, when it comes to collaborations, I know that makeup artists do a lot of collaborations or a lot of collaborative jobs, you know. Um, when it comes to, like, what do you think about creatives and collaborations? Do you think that collaborations are important? Because some of these collaborations are actually very expensive. So, first of all, do you think collaborations are important? And um, when it comes to the cost, like the cost of collaboration, is it, is it actually worth the cost? to collaborate as a creative okay so i'm just going to be speaking on my industry alone collaboration basically just like reduce cost of because there are some times that okay to, to just do makeup will not just like make make your work look you you would need you will need some like access I, I, I don't i don't see the word but you would need uh, you add stylings, you need photographers, actual vendors, daily vendors, and then you cannot, you cannot say you want to like go into makeup artistry and only if you want to continue spending your money and you just say that you say, okay, I don't want to do collaborations. And then even apart from the course, I think collaborations help, help to, um, it, it, it helps your, hey, what's the word? Your, um, your brand? Visibility, your visibility, yes. Oh, your visibility, oh, your yes, brand yes. visibility, because 100%. The major point of collaboration is to gain from this person and then this person is gaining from you. Do you understand? If I, if I gain clients from this person, like, if I gain followers from this person, and then this, this person is gaining from you, but if I see that I'm, I'm not going to gain anything from you, 
then I see no reason why I should collaborate with you. So it's a matter of value. It's a matter of you know trading value and trading yeah. benefits, right? Um, again, mm-hmm. again, because there's one thing that many creatives complain about also, and I'm talking now about influencers, right? So sometimes uh, creatives, you know, work with some influencers, and then when it's time to pay, they'll tell you, oh. I'm going to pay with them. Is it with with them exposure? Yes, we are going to pay you with exposure. You know, just do my makeup. Like they'll hire you. Like I need a makeup artist in Akure. I need a makeup artist in uh, Ibadan or whatever. And then you come, you do their makeup, and then when it's time for them to pay, they'll tell you, oh, I have 15 million followers, 20 million followers, um, and I'm going to pay you with exposure. And when I post this picture, blah blah blah. You know, first of all, what do you think about that? Like obviously, it's quite valuable, right? The fact that they have 15 million followers is valuable. So, what do you think about this uh, trend where influencers actually pay creatives with exposure, so to speak? <laughs> okay. If you're not exposed, you have to pay, pay your bills, then there's no problem. If you are doing a makeup for, for someone that has a wide visibility, for collaboration purpose, then there's no problem. But if I'm doing makeup for for someone that just wants to like, it's just like they're basically using me. Yes, they're basically using me, and then it's not going to like, it's basically not going to do anything for me. I don't. I, if I if I if I want visibility, I can do sponsored ads and all sorts. I really don't need your fifty thousand followers that you even bought to get visibility. So I. I <laughs> I would not really advise this, honestly. I would not really advise this. But some people do. But for me, I don't. Mm, I understand that. Because again, like, the fact that... I guess agreement is very, very important when it comes to this. Because these influencers sometimes don't... They don't even come with you or come at you with the motive. Or they don't tell you clearly that, okay, I'm going to be paying with exposure. They don't say stuff like that. You just come do your make do makeup for them. And when it's time to get paid, they start coming up with stories and everything. Like, and we see them, you know, we see all of these drags and everything yeah. on, on social media. So, yeah, I think that agreement is really... So, I think yeah. these people, these people that they want to, like, use exposure to pay you, they, they will only do it for upcoming. They, it's not possible for you to call a top makeup artist and then you tell the makeup artist that I want to pay you exposure. <laughs> really, That's actually sense. true. Yes. yes, so they don't do it for like, and um, it's for. I've been in that kind of. It's tempting one. It's very tempting one. If you if you are growing your brand, and then Instagram is not even doing any good to small brands right now. So it's really tempting. There's a food that would do it, but honestly, it does not work for me. So I, I guess you just do whatever works for you. Yes. And I also think that identifying your goals. You know, it's very, very important. I mean, if you're in a stage where you think that exposure is what you need, sometimes you have to give some things out for free. But then if you are in a stage where you need the funds, like you probably need the funds to get some products, you need the funds to do this, to do that. If you are going about doing free stuff for everyone, you'll probably not get to the point where you are selling your value for the funds that you need to grow your brand. So you need to understand your goals. You need to understand what your brand needs at time. And then you need to understand how to go about it to get your brand's need. Thank you so much, Ms. Mola, for that very insightful contribution. So, um, you know, generally, what has been your what 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 has been the biggest challenge for you so far being a makeup artist? Um, the biggest challenge for me so far is 
like what are those things that you find very challenging in your industry as a person you know when it comes to you and your craft okay for challenges yeah i would not really say i i have any challenges like that but i think it's the challenge i have mostly for small brands owner on instagram instagram is really not making things easy so i think that's just a challenge because i'm trying to explore not being a student and then feeling it and i think it's going to be a fun experience so yeah i'm saying yes obviously i think that is going to be very great and we are looking forward to all of the things that you have to do now speaking of that you know share i would like for you to share with us um if you have any projects coming up if you have any you know where can we find you what projects do you have coming up what things are you looking forward to you know okay so for now yeah i really don't have any projects coming up but i i look forward to more collaborations more meaningful collaborations <laughs> and i also <laughs> okay so i'm going to just say this really quick so if you are a creative what i've learned is not like expect family and friends family and close friends to support your business <laughs> i think it's, it's a general thing mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's basically. Okay, so we have to look forward. We have to look out for Musumola at Glory Makeovers and see all of the things that she has coming up. And she shared a word of wisdom. She actually dropped a word of wisdom for us right now. And she said that as a creative, do not expect all of your support from your family and friends. Yes, they will support you, but you need to know how to take your market to your market. Actually created or oh, i recorded an episode on that you know when we spoke at length on how to take your market to your market because sometimes many of us what we do is we're trying to sell pepe in a boutique and that's what happens when you are depending on your family and friends only you know to buy from you or to see value in what you do there's an hung, there's a hungry audience pardon me please there's a hung, hungry audience you know there are people that are yearning that need what you have but if you don't take it to where they are you'll probably not know that you exist. And if they don't know you exist, you'll become a frustrated creative or a frustrated entrepreneur. Thank you so much, Musumala, for sharing. Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. You will not even know your value because your your friends and family just basically underprice you. You would not want to like you would not want to charge your usual price. But <laughs> what it is uh, my my first Instagram client ever was something that i just i just felt i was not i was not wasting my time on instagram and then people are actually like seeing what i'm doing it's just a matter of time and that's another one you know the fact that when you keep going you keep going like there's nothing is a waste of time really in the land of creatives like every anything that it is that you are doing right now once you see a potential in it just keep going one day sometime soon um you get the results that you have always been the results that you deserve, the results that you're looking for. Thank you so much. This has been such, such an amazing episode. I have learned so much from this episode and I know that the audience have learned a lot as well. So, Mosumola, if we want to reach out to you to have the glory effect, the glory feel, you know, maybe you want to go and come for a makeup or a makeover session at your studio or 
how can we find you? You know, how how can we see what you're doing? How can we find you? Okay, so um, my only social media handle is Glory Makeover. I do not have a studio yet, so I'm strictly doing home services for now. But you can you can contact me on Glory Makeover on Instagram. My WhatsApp contact is there. My phone number is there. Thank you so much, Osmola. So yeah, that's what she says, or that's what she said. You can contact Glory Makeovers at Glory Makeovers on Instagram. And that's G-L-O-W-R-Y-M-A-K-E-O-B-E-R-S. Thank you so much for joining this episode, Osmola. We had so much fun. Yeah. And I'm sure that if I call you next time, you're going to be (laughs) eager to come back on the show. Okay. All right, then. This has been... This has been an exciting episode. I think I've said that like three, four times, but that's what I always say when I have or when I get so much value from a discussion with my guest. Now, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and uh, just share with somebody, share with a creative, share with a makeup artist, share with an aspiring makeup artist, share with a creative, share with an entrepreneur, share with somebody. And you can always follow us on Instagram at the hive underscore pod. On Instagram is the hive underscore pod. Um, you know, share your experience listening to this episode with us and share your whatever it is that you want to share with us, you know. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode.